Hey everybody, welcome to the official Muckrake Podcast Holiday Party. I'm Jared Yates Sexton. I'm enjoying a little a little nog. Nice. I'm here with Nick Hausman, and for those of you who are not aware, uh, Nick has weird decisions about things that he has eaten and things he is not. Uh, at one point, Nick thought that Reese's Cups sounded terrible. Uh, he has also now said that fries dipped in a milkshake aren't going to be good. And before we begin this show and talk about some really important business, he is going to try it. And we're going to see, what do we have there? What do we have? This is a jack-in-the-box. I thought it was Carl's Jr. It's jack-in-the-box around the corner from my house. They make the thickest milkshakes I've ever had, which is obviously a very good thing. The fries, though, I thought they were crinkle fries. I thought they were thicker crinkle, crinkle fries. They're not. They're like they're typical, so for, you know. So we're doing a live show right now. And before Nick does this, um, for people who are listening to this uh, in, in the future, Nick um, has, a, has a cap over his milkshake. Take, take that cap off. Take well, that. Take what about that. what about the big hole in the middle of the cap? I think I can leave the cap. No, on. you're not. You're not dipping it into whipped cream. Okay, that's not what's well, going on. We have to discuss this because I didn't remember that they put all this whipped cream on top. So the whipped cream can't be part of this. No, you need to take the top off, move the whipped cream to the side, and then dip in the the shake proper. Mm. All right. Well, and I'm gonna make a mess in my office, which ah, this is a big no no. But okay, there's the top. Okay. Maybe I'll put it in the bag, and then that way it won't touch anything that's going to get sticky. Okay, so there's that. I'll put it in the bag. Okay, here we go. So now here are the fries. Now yes. here, Okay, now again, this is a little fry. rough, though. You can see this is all mm. this is all kind of... you got to move it up over to the side. By the way, as Nick is navigating this to let everyone know, we're going to talk about one of the... Oh, my God. Nick is, I'm going to have to drink it separately. Nick, Nick is hastily... Eating the whipped cream, people, listening in the future. This is wonderful. Oh, there is whiskey in this eggnog. If you think that there is not, you are wrong. There, there's no moving so, it to the side. Uh, but let me get the, okay. let's get the last bit on the top. Yeah, okay. you'll get there. So after Nick does this, we're going to talk about the most important topic uh, probably in the world, probably the most important topic that we have ever talked about on this show, uh, which is the war on Christmas. And we're going to talk about the history of the war on Christmas, why it happened, what's going on. Uh, and then we're going to take some questions from our live audience. If you're not live, you should join one of these live shows at some good at some time. They're a good time. We're going to have muckrake trivia. After we're done taping, we're going to give away some, some hot prizes. Oh, Nick, is it good? This is such a good milkshake, I got to tell you. This is literally turned into a podcast of you just eating milkshake yes all right i got the i can definitely see like a real chocolate color now without having to deal with the whipped cream so i think we're good okay okay you can see okay 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 all right so are you ready i'm ready again so it's a chocolate milkshake in case anyone's wondering okay all right that's not what i've picked what i would have picked but that's okay it's a black and white as far as i know it is a uh you know vanilla ice cream and the chocolate sauce which is the only way you should have a chocolate uh you know milkshake wait is that what the technical name is a black and white. I mean, that's like what the fifties name is. Probably not. You know, okay. I've never heard it called that. Okay, Nick. Uh, moment of truth. Okay, so you, here's what I do. I take a fry or a couple fries, even. Take a couple I'm fries. Dip it in there. Dip it in there. Remove it and then eat it. I mean, you're not going to leave it. You're not going to leave it in there. Right, no, like, it's like like a couple dunks. Is that what we're talking about? I want to get a like couple, a nice. A couple. A couple of dunks, I think, right. would do it. 
All right. So like, here remember, Nick is. thinks Ooh. this sounds disgusting. Yeah, it but. really does. But okay. Okay. Do it. do it. Nick's doing it, everybody. He's going back for more. Yes. I got to be sure of what I'm, my, you know, my feelings are. Yes. So I take it that people like, this is the thing that like when you like the saltiness sweet mixed together. Is that the yes, people who yes. like this? Yes. That's what's going on. What's that famous, you know, there's a place actually in LA now, it's in Portland, whatever that, that makes the, that like developed it, uh, the ice cream shop. People know something and something. Anyway, um, you know, I'm gonna have to try it. I'm gonna try a couple more because I Nick need, I Nick has now it. basically eaten an entire package of fries with the milkshake. I need to coalesce the vapors. Um, I don't know. You know, because also it's the potato mm. consistency mixed with the ice cream. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure I like it. I I don't think I love it. I, I know people do you think find it. Really do you find it repulsive or do you find it acceptable? No, it's acceptable. It's acceptable. You know, okay. there's nothing wrong with putting fries in in milkshake, as far as I'm concerned. But I, oh, there's I, I will say, I, I will say that Jesse, who is watching, called this. Jesse said, and I quote, "Nick will find them meh. Are you meh, or is it a little bit better than meh?" No, I, I think I'm meh. I mean, I'm, You're yeah, because meh? meh is like on the borderline of take it or leave it, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know if you're going to do this again, right? Yeah, I, I wouldn't. I, I mean, I would easily order this again, but then I would eat the fries, and then I'd have the milkshake, and probably in that order. Okay. Which I'll think I'll um, do now because the fries are getting cold. So, by the way, I'm glad you brought that up because the reason we had to do this at the very beginning of the show and the reason we had to get on here and rush it is because Nick was very, very adamant of not letting any of this not be as fresh as humanly possible. Oh yeah. So check this out. I, I went around the corner to get in, the, in the, the drive through line and I felt like I was probably three minutes early. I didn't want to be too early. I have to sit there and let him get cool. I let one guy go in front of me. He was like, so nice. Thank you. Thank you. Let it, I'm like, please go. He orders like $50 worth of stuff. $50. <laughs> and he's taken like forever to order it. And I'm like the one thing, cause you never see this line like completely mm -hmm. empty like it was. So anyway, that's why I was five minutes late. Forgive me. But, but here we are. So I guess yeah, meh. So Jesse called that. Yeah, but it's not. It's it's not a, a repulsive thing. When we first brought this up, let's yeah. let's clear the record. You reacted as if I had said the most disgusting thing that you had ever heard. I did. Did I really? You were you were very upset by the idea of it. And he's going no. back for more. He's into like five or six of them. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's not for me, but uh, I will not. It's not repulsive. At some point or another, better fries. Yeah. I think better fries. I want the crinkle, the the thicker fries for some reason in my mind that's, might be better. That's a better answer. I completely agree. So, yeah. thank you for being a good sport. Thank you for being honest in your moment. It wasn't a Reese's cup, right? It, no, it wasn't was at the level. Yeah. You you thought the Reese's cup was going to be really really bad. Yeah, that was good. That I've had. Really um, good. But out of all this, I get to have a milkshake now, which, by the way, I really haven't been having a lot of sugar. I had some some chocolate chip cookies last night. I woke up this morning. I felt like I got hit by a truck. You Basically, you could fly right now is what yeah. you're telling. And I got well, to watch Spider-Man for this. So I'm going oh, like, nice. to be clinging to the walls as Spider-Man is in the movie theater. It'd be awesome. That's very clever. 
That's very clever. I'm going to be clinging to the walls like Spider-Man because I yeah. had a milkshake. That's really nice. That's nice. Yes, it's great to be able to use all sorts of uh, cliche in, the, in a different <laughs> way. Well, so what a, what a what a wonderful start this uh, holiday party is is off to. Again, uh, we're here with our wonderful, wonderful patrons. If you're listening to the preview of this, you should be here. I don't know why you're not. You could watch Nick <laughs> scarf down a milkshake and look as happy as he's ever been. It's so thick, I can't get it through the straw. I had to, like, you know, smooth oh, off the straw. It's, it was just, it. you know, awesome. We, I, I don't so, know if we tweeted it out. Would we let everybody know on Twitter that we're doing this right now? No, I don't think so. This is this is exclusive old school Patreon stuff, and I like it. So uh, for for people who are here, who are hanging out, a reminder, we're going to have a little bit of Muckrake podcast trivia after we're done recording. We have prizes. Prizes. Do not say we didn't ever give you anything. So we're going to do that after we're done recording. But uh, before we begin... Uh, if you have any questions, topics you want us to talk about in the later part of the show, we have an ask a question button down there. Go ahead and post it and we'll get it to, to it once we're done with the main part of this program. And again, the most important possible topic that there is, the war on Christmas, Nick. Mm. The war on Christmas. Yeah. Nick is you know way too busy. Is that um, I love Christmas music. Hmm. And ironically, really? some of the best Christmas music is written by Jews. Do, Which, do you have examples? Yeah, White Christmas, uh, right? Oh, wait, is that Bing Crosby sang it, but the guy who wrote White Christmas is, uh, well, I believe Irving, Irving Berlin wrote some of the most iconic ones. I guess we'll look it up. But if that's not a sign of capitalism, then I don't know what is, right? Here are some Jews who don't celebrate this holiday saying, hmm, these people like it. Chief, they like they like this holiday, and how can I, you know, profit off of this? You know what I mean? That's it's genius. But uh, I'm sure people are going to start telling me. I, I used to know the whole list of all the great, you know, great Jewish uh, Christmas songs. I mean, they're not Jewish Christmas songs, written by Jewish people. Uh, anyway, I, White Christmas, I'm almost positive, is written uh, by somebody who's Jewish. Can someone confirm that with me? So, on 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 that note, I, I I'm glad you brought that up because. There is no truth whatsoever to the idea of a war on Christmas. Um, even if you're not religious, which is, of course, at the root of this thing, most people just really enjoy the time of the year. Even people who don't consider themselves Christian, maybe they're culturally Christian, maybe they're atheist, agnostic, or whatever, maybe they're of a different faith or whatever, nobody is trying to take Christmas down. No one is trying to destroy Christmas. This is obviously a completely made up bullshit thing. And we're going to talk about why it's happened. But we also need to go ahead and talk about what is the ideology at the heart of the war on the quote unquote war on Christmas. Why do they do it? What's it about? How did we get to this moment? Why has religion become so radicalized within the United States of America? But before we get to that, um, well, Nick, really I quickly, maybe the, the, the one other question you can ask is how do we get Trump? I think well, it's I mean, directly related to those questions. Oh, it's it's directly related to it, and in the current crisis that we're in, all of these things sort of combine. Um, but I, I will say, we do a lot of joking on this show. We do a lot of camaraderie on this show. Uh, we like to tease. Uh, we we had fun with French fries and milkshake. There is nothing funny 
about Fox News's Christmas tree going up in flames this year, Nick? Um, okay, I can't even tell where you're going and how your real feelings are, but um, you know, it was it was not necessarily you know, it was interesting. It was not even like funny. I, I don't know what it was. Are you, do you think it was funny, or do you think it was did ironic? You, did you declare it? <laughs> did you declare it interesting, not funny? Is that your official statement on Fox News's Christmas tree going up in flames? The biggest takeaway I think I had was that wow, it wasn't really a tree. Uh oh, you're no, pointing at me. Well, no, I'm pointing because uh, Martini Tower in the chat took what I was getting ready to say, which is this is where my mind is. The moment that I saw the Fox News Christmas tree up in flames, I immediately thought about the Reichstag fire. I thought that like oh, somebody on the inside yeah. might have done it in order to push this thing. It is too on point with Fox News's concept of itself and the message that it presents to America. It is it is so strange and weirdly analogous to to, to what they do. Oh yeah. And now I got a problem because I pressed the button that made the chat go away and it's gone and I can't see anybody's chats and that's really going to bother me. Now, hmm. You're going to figure it out as we go along. I know, but if I hit that re that reload button I might disappear for good, so I can't do that. But anyway, so oh, I Nick, I can do. On, go ahead. On the on the subject of the war on Christmas, you live. Um, so I, I live in the green zone, if you will, the safe zone of the war on Christmas, down here in Georgia. Um, loud and proud, Christmas everywhere. Um, they don't say Happy Holidays. They don't say Merry Xmas. They say Merry Christmas, and they do it in a way. And this is the same way it is in Georgia. But it's also this way up in Indiana, too. And I noticed that there was a shift in time where all of a sudden people like at the store or out in public, they would yell it at you like an aggressive type of Merry Christmas, almost like it was a an a offensive weapon being thrown at you, a, a cultural javelin. It, I assume that's not the case out in Los Angeles, correct? Um, no, Los Angeles still has that feeling of like, you know, they, they, all the Christmas stuff is up on the, you know, you go drive through Beverly Hills, you'll see all of the maritime, you know, what's that word I'm looking for, where you know, all the uh, tinsel and all that stuff is up. There, there's, there's absolutely no denial of, of Christmas at all anywhere. Maybe even to the point where, hey, they're, are, they're accusing us liberals of saying that Christmas is dead. We're going to make sure that you know it's not. Wait, are you telling me in California that they haven't banned Christmas altogether? They have not. I'm a little it. bit shocked. They, they, they have Santa's house. So the Grove is a really popular um, mall over here, which where I'm going to go see Spider-Man after this. Oh. And um, they have they, every year they have the uh, the Christmas, the house, the Santa's house. And every yep. year the huge lines and people come and there's a Santa on a sleigh with reindeers in front of him over the whole crowd. Huge gigantic tree. It's a it's a thing, and and mo every mall has that for sure. Every shopping uh, store, every department store. No, this is an all out war on on having as much Christmas as possible. They're gonna like outdo each other. Well, that's the amazing thing about about this. And again, we're gonna get into the history of how this happened and why it's happened. But it's actually we we've seen Christmas expand. Christmas is, it's it's like the blob. It now, it, it reaches into September at this point. There was a moment where all of a sudden around Halloween, I noticed that it was it was taking over parts of, I mean, obviously it, it took over Thanksgiving without any sort of a, without any sort of pushback. Oh yeah. Right? right. It was it was like the, the, the Blitzkrieg going into Paris 
right? Mm-hmm. Thanksgiving just fell to the side. But when it went through Halloween, I was shocked. And now it's it's into mid and late September at this point. Well, here's the thing, because just like, you know, by the way, I found the list of Jews who who wrote, um, you know, the hit, hit us hit, hit us with that list. So the I, I found one really quickly, Kveller.com, which is absolutely hilarious because if you know what it means to Kvell, um in Yiddish, number one is chestnut chestnuts roasting on an open fire. Mel Torme, who's tune. a Jewish singer, great tune, uh, and he wrote it. Great tune. Let it snow was written great by tune. Sandy Kahn. Uh, Santa Baby, don't know that one, but anyway. Oh, it's the most wonderful time of the year. I love these. These are, I really, I do love Christmas music. These I, are great tunes. Uh, Silver Bells. Uh, okay. Silver White Bells Christmas. is okay. Yeah. White Christmas, one of the best of all time by Irving Berlin, which yeah. you know, isn't really a, a, a pro Christmas song. It's kind of a very melancholy, you know, uh, it's yeah. written in the minor key. Uh, so that's that's one another one. Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer, Rock Around the Christmas Tree, Jolly Christmas, a Holly Jolly Christmas, and Silver and Gold are all by Johnny Marks, another fellow Jew. And then Walking in a Winter Wonderland. These are all, you know. This, so again, just to, to tie that bow around. Oh, that's a good another another phrase we could use uh, about this idea. We, you know, to capitalize on Christmas is really what this country is about, right? It's not. Oh, we love it. About, yeah. We're not like helping people. We're, I mean, we do give presents and a lot of that stuff is very performative, right? I'm going to make sure everyone sees me on TV giving out presents, you know, so, you know, people who are, you know, uh, famous and whatnot. But, um, uh, oh, I lost the point of that one, though. But anyway, but keep going with that because we were talking about. Um, well, I was just I was just going to say that there's a reason why everyone is actually cool with Christmas. And there are multiple reasons. One, the reason we celebrate Christmas when we do is because it took over the winter solstice holiday. We love these things. We love our seasonal celebrations. That's why we have our holidays when we do. We want that winter solstice holiday. On top of that, it's just nice. Sometimes you get some snow. Sometimes you get to see your family whenever there's not a, a massive pandemic that you have to hide from. We enjoy it. Nobody wants to destroy Christmas. There's no war on Christmas. It is a weaponized mythology that we're going to talk about and why it's occurred and how it happened. But none of it's real. It's a complete and utter bullshit fabrication. And you've been listening to a free preview of our patreon exclusive weekender show if you want to get in on all the fun and get that bonus episode every week not to mention exclusive content uh live hangouts question and answer sessions we're even going to do some of these live so you can come and watch how the sausage is made all you have to do is go over to patreon.com slash podcast on top of that you get to hang out with the muckrake community which are uh really good group of people so you should do that that is patreon.com slash muckrake podcast we'll see everybody next week